Thank you for being here. I just want, I want you to know that our church is a church of wide open doors, wide open arms, and we're so glad that you're here. And our desire is that you will hopefully make Downey First Christian your church home and uh, also Jesus the Lord of your life. Probably flip, flip those in priority. Jesus the Lord of your life first. And then uh, if, uh, if, you're, um, if you're hearing the word of God at this church and, and you're being nourished by the word of God, uh, we would love for, the, for you to make this uh, church your church home. Also, uh, I would like to meet you because one of the things that happens is church is over and then we're all talking, but I'm not able to meet the, the new people right away. And so right after I preach, I'm going to go out this way um, to my left, to your right. And there's a guest lounge uh, on the other side of this wall. It's a little living room area. And I would just like to meet you, uh, get your name. It's only going to be like 30 seconds. I promise you, I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, and if you brought that person, if you're part of our church and you brought a person, just go there uh, with them. And I would like uh, to meet you to be able to just, you know, introduce myself and uh, let you know that we're, we're here for you. We're here for you. All right? Sound good? Okay. How many of you guys know Donna Bosi? A lot of you, right? Okay. I don't want to embarrass her, but she had a birthday last week. And she's, she's very loved by all of us. Uh, I don't want to embarrass her, but I'm going to just tell everyone. She turned 89 years old, okay, and uh, we just want to tell you how much we love you, uh, and just a few things about her. If you don't know, uh, her career in education spanned for more than 48 years. She retired in 2004. The gymnasium at Downey High School is actually named after her. Uh, she was deputy superintendent of the Downey Unified School District for about 20 years, uh, her and her husband, George, have been faithful uh, members of uh, this church for decades. And actually, George and Donna celebrated 67 years of marriage this past June. So we just want to say we love you. You are, you are, and you are just, you are great people, and you're an example uh, to all of us in so, so many, so many different areas. So if you have your Bibles, please go to Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. Uh, we're going to do verses 28 through, um, through 30. Mm. Well-known verse, we just read it. I'm going to go ahead and read it again. So if you have your Bibles, please uh, look it up. And if not, we have the scriptures on the screen. It says this, come to me, this is Jesus talking, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is Light. So today we're starting a brand new series, and we've been talking about this series for a while, and we've called it Rest. We're going to be talking a little bit about rest, and in your growth groups this week, uh, we're going to be talking about this whole idea of rest. And so, by the way, if you haven't signed up for a growth group yet, you still have time. And let me just do a little poll real quick. How many of you, how many growth group leaders do we have in the room? Just raise your hand real quick. Okay, we've got a few of those here. How many of you guys are currently in a growth group right now? Okay, a few of you, a few of you. I want to highly encourage you to do two things. If you're leading a group, I want you to reach out to the people who are not in the group and invite them to your group. And if you're a person that's coming to, to our church and you're not in any group, I want you to go to one of those leaders and say, hey, I would love to join your group. What day of the week are you guys meeting and what time? Also, 
You can do it online. Just go to downyfirst.org uh, downy and click on groups, and you can sign up for a group right there. I promise you, you will be glad that you did that. Okay, so, um, ha- have, you, have you ever felt tired? <laughs> we already did that. Tired a little bit, right? Um, have you ever felt like all you need is just a really good nap? And then all you need is just, I just take a good nap, and then when I wake up from that nap, I'm going to be great. And then you take the nap, and you wake up from your nap, and you're like, I feel worse. <laughs> or have you ever thought, I'm just, I just need a day off? Just when, when Saturday comes, the weekend comes, you know, and then I'm going to go through my, my day off, and then I'm going to feel great? Look at this picture here real quick. Tell me what this picture tells you. That's a disturbing picture to me because I'm like, have you ever felt that way? Like all you need is for the weekend to come and then the weekend comes and you don't feel any better. Have you ever just been waiting for your vacation? Oh man, you just go, go on a vacation and, and, then, and then you go on the vacation and then you come back from your vacation and you're actually more tired than you were. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about this. You know, of course, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, I'm not a physician, but I, I truly believe that there are different types of tiredness. There's, a, there's physical tiredness, like you're just tired, like you've been working all day, or you've been working out, or you're just physically tired, and the solution to that being physically tired is you take a nap, and you take a rest, and then you feel better. There's also me- mentally tired, like you're just so, you got so much on your mind that you need a rest from everything that you're thinking about, and a good thing for that is a, is a good hobby, but I want to I suggest to you that if you're tired in your mind, you need, you need a hobby that's not just an easy hobby. You need a hobby that is difficult. Like if, if, like if I'm trying to learn a pattern on my drums, like that's a difficult thing. Like I'm, trying, I'm learning how to surf, that's a very difficult thing. And the thing about that that is so helpful is because when you're focused on something that is very difficult, guess what happens? Everything else in your mind just takes a break. It takes a break. When I'm surfing on Thursday mornings and I'm surfing for three hours, like I am so bad at it that I have to focus so much and that's all that I'm thinking about. And then when, I, when I'm done after those three hours, I realize that it's almost like I pushed a reset button because I haven't been thinking about anything other than surfing for those three hours. And so this is not a message on how to be less tired physically or less tired Mentally, but the point I'm trying to make here is that there is a different type of exhaustion. There's a different type of exhaustion. And it's an exhaustion that does not go away with a nap. And it's an exhaustion that does not go away by how you could have a thousand hobbies. You're still going to be exhausted. You could take a thousand naps. You're still going to be tired. There's a different type of exhaustion. And Jesus is addressing this type of exhaustion. And I'm calling it the weariness of the soul. You're tired in your soul, and you can't seem to get better. You see, there's, um, there's things that we do in our life that, that we try to quiet this, this weariness in our soul. And let, let me just explain what this means, the weariness of, of the soul, and, and try to think about if you've ever felt this way. There's a comedian that was talking about this once, and he's saying, like, there's this sense of dread that comes in. And he's like, oh, here it comes. And so he just, like, starts texting people. Starts texting people, you know. You want to you quiet it down. You want to quiet down all of this sense of what is it? What is this thing that we're feeling that we don't want for, for that feeling to come in? 
Well, it's the, it's the realization, for example, of your own mortality and its inevitability. Is that right? Inevitability? It's the tragedy of life. It's the, it's the absurdity of our own existence. Those, the, the, these thoughts that come into our mind, the big, the, the big unanswered why, like the why of everything, like what are we doing here on earth, that whole thing, that's what we call the weariness of the soul. And what happens is many times we hate this feeling so much and we want to avoid it that we have what I call the proverbial earphones on that we put on. Right? Sometimes they're actual earphones, like you're just listening to like podcasts or trying to quiet down everything else, keep yourself entertained, but sometimes it's busyness. You want to keep yourself busy. You want to have distractions in your life. You want to have relationships in your life. You have addiction to social media. It's alcohol. It's family. It's pornography. It's all these things that make us feel better for a little while because we don't want that weariness to creep in. These earphones are, are great. Those proverbial earphones are great at cutting out that sense that, that, that surprises us sometimes. But those earphones come off sometimes unexpectedly. You'll be at a funeral, and you'll all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like, that's going to be me one day. And it comes, you know, and then you just want to shut it off, right? Or, or you lose a job, or you, you, you're, you're in a divorce, or your parents get divorced. So there's a big unexpected change, or sometimes it's just random, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I just feel like everything in my life is just not working out. I feel tired. Sometimes you don't even know what it is. But you're just like in a, in a, in a feeling that everything is going wrong. Sometimes it's like it comes in rushing and you feel like you're falling. I'm calling that the weariness of the soul. The weariness of the soul is, the, is this underlying sense of hopelessness. And it can become overwhelming. Have you ever been there? Are you there right now? I'm not asking you to raise your hand, by the way. You don't have to. Do you, are you there now? You may say, Pastor Josh, I'm a Christian. I can't feel those things. Like, how can I feel weariness of the soul if we have, the, we have Jesus in our life? Um, okay. Okay, let, let, me just, let me just address this. See, I made a list of all the proverbial earphones that we put on. Business, distractions, relationships, social media, alcohol, family, etc., etc., etc. But there is one that I didn't mention that is probably the most important one, and it's probably the one that you can relate to, and it's specifically the one that Jesus was talking about when he was uh, telling them what he says in Matthew chapter 11. He was talking to a group of people that were burned out on religion. The weight that they were feeling was the weight of religion. The weight of this list of things that I have to do that I probably never attain, and that is, is a burden on me right now. The Pharisees and the other religious leaders were weighing them down with heavy religious burdens. And in this context is when Jesus, Jesus tells them, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. He says, come to me. This was the audience that Jesus was talking to. They were tired, they were overwhelmed, and they were burned out. In fact, the word, the English word uh, weary in the Greek is a word that's called, uh, that's pronounced something like kopiao. And this word in the Greek doesn't just mean weary, but it's this whole idea of, of, of you're in the, in the, you're living the li life the law of diminishing return. 
It's almost like you're carrying this weight and you're like, this is so heavy. Like I may be able to carry it for a few more minutes, a few more hours, but like this is not sustainable. At some point, something is going to break. This was the weight of religion that they were feeling. That's what that word means. And it's, and it's just not just weary, but it's burdened. The, the, the English word, the, English, the Greek translation of the English word burden, some translations say heavy laden. It's not just burden, it's heavy laden. And the Greek, it's something like the pronunciation is, is fortizo, which is a burden that not only is un, un, like, unsustainable over time, but it's also a burden that has been placed on you. Like you didn't do this on your own. Like somebody put this on me. It seems excessive. It's unreasonable. It's illogical. It's unfair. It is not meant for you. This is the audience that Jesus was talking to when he says all this. And, and so that's what he was saying to them because that's how they felt. So my question to you this morning is, have you ever felt that way? Do you feel that way right now? This is how they felt, and Jesus knew it. They needed more than just a nap. They needed more than just a hobby. They, they needed rest for their souls. They walked around with this feeling of never being or never doing enough in order to be acceptable and in order to be valuable. This is how they walked around life, and Jesus knew it. And this feeling was ramped up by the religious leaders of the time, and Jesus knew it. And the reason why, why we know that this was all about religious standards is because of a word that we find in that scripture, and it's the word yoke. The word yoke. What do you guys think about when you think about the word yoke? Like egg yolk? Like yoked? Like you're strong? Right? Yoke, like when I think about yoke, I think about, I think about an ox yoke. Like they're, they're yoked together, right? There's a picture there, right? That's what comes to my mind. And that's, that's what that is. It's a yoke, right? They're together. Um, but, but when you look at the, at, the, um, at the rabbinic tradition, the tradition of the rabbis, you will realize that there were rabbis, and these rabbis, these, these religious teachers, they had their disciples. And the disciples, when they would refer to their rabbis, they would define them in some categories of how tough it was to, 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 to how tough it was for them to put into practice their interpretation of the Torah, which was the five first books of the Bible. And so, if a rabbi had a very difficult um, standard of how you need to live in response to the Torah, they would call that rabbi. That rabbi has a heavy yoke. He has a heavy, that, the, the, the yoke of that rabbi, that's, that's, that's a heavy, he's got a heavy yoke. That other guy is pretty heavy, but it's not as heavy as that guy's yoke. And so it's really interesting because when you think about that, then you can interpret the scripture a little bit better. And so this, this view of the rabbis would, when they had like a heavy yoke, it was like a, it was like a high standard. They would be admired, right? They would cause, sometimes it would cause envy and it would give them a sense of superiority. superiority? That's, I feel like I pronounced that weird. Superioridad. That's the problem is with Spanish, it gets all mixed in. Superiority. That sounds really weird to me. Is that, is that pronounced like that? Superiority. superiority. That's so weird. I just realized I've never, I don't think I've ever said that word before. Superiority. Anyway, um, 
So it gave them a sense of being superior as everyone else, than everyone else, the, the, these rabbis. Um, and Jesus did not like this. He did not like this. That's why he would tell Pharisees things like what we find in Luke chapter 11, verse 46. It says this, Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you because you load people down, right, with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. And so what he's saying is that the, the yokes that these rabbis, these religious leaders were putting on these people were excessive, they were unreasonable, they, they were illogical, and they were not meant for them to carry. This is, why, this is a big reason why they were feeling this weariness in their souls. They were being burned out. They were burned out on religion. And the thought was that they had is, I will never be able to be good enough to be approved by God, have you ever felt this way? I know I have. But then Jesus comes along. Jesus the rabbi. They called him rabbi. Jesus the rabbi comes along with his disciples to explain his yoke, his, his interpretation of the Torah. Matthew 11, I'm going to read it again. It says, come to me. It says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you What? Yes, which is the exact opposite of the Pharisees. They would give them a burden. They would give them work. They would give them religion. They would give them laws. They would give them regulations. Jesus comes and he says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, which is my interpretation of the Torah, upon you and learn from me. Not from these guys. Learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, right? They are tough and arrogant at heart. And you will find what? Arrogance? A sense of, superior, a sense of being superior? And a reason to boast? I'm sorry. I'll work on that word. This is really embarrassing. And you'll find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what he's saying. A couple of things also uh, in the Greek here that's really interesting to me. One of these actually got me choked up just when I realized what it was. Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy. That's, that's the translation, easy. But the, in the Greek, it's krestos which is, there's, there's a wordplay with the word Christ there, which is really interesting too. But it, what it means is it's light. This burden is easy, which means it's, it's light, well-fitted, suitable, almost custom-made. It's made for you. Like this, is, this yoke is made for you, um, which is the opposite of the, the other Greek word uh, that was heavy laden, right? But this is the part that I love. It says, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. And I realized that, that the translation isn't very precise because the original language really says, take the yoke of me. Does that change it? I am the yoke. It's not this whole idea of I've got this yoke and I'm taking it off and then Jesus comes up and says, here's a, here's a different one. Here's a one that's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more well-fitted. He's saying, no, that's take the yoke of me. I am the yoke. I am the yoke. Um, so this is, this is interesting because Jesus is saying, so let me ask you this. How should you interpret the Old Testament when you read the Torah, the, five first, the first five books of the Bible? Read it how Jesus would read it. Um, he is the yoke. He is the, he is the interpretation of the Old Testament. Um, read it the way Jesus did. Jesus is saying this. 
The burden of religion, the weight of laws, and the heaviness of regulations, take this yoke off. I'm going to read it again. The burden of religion, take it off. The weight of laws, take it off. The heaviness of regulation, take it off. Take those yokes off. And Jesus is saying, take me instead. Learn from me instead. And what will you find? You'll find rest. You'll find rest. Um, imagine, imagine yourself, because this is you, too. You know, maybe it's even worse now, but imagine this. You have, they have to do all these things. They have to feed their families. They have to stay safe. They have to work. They have to live in peace. They have relationships to deal with. And on top of everything else, they have the weight of religion. Like in just regular life, many times we feel like we're not enough. And then on top of that was the weight of religion. They all had a looming sense of insufficiency because they were being weighed down by religion. And Jesus is saying, you don't have to do this anymore. Don't go to that Pharisee over there. Come to me and let go of all that weight. Same is true for you. When I was a teenager, um, I went backpacking. I was uh, uh, my late teens. I, was, I went backpacking with some friends, and uh, these backpacks, this, these big backpacks that are really like, they got a lot of stuff on it, you know. Um, and uh, there's a, there's a you know place for a little um, for a little tent, and then on the bottom there's a, you know for your sleeping bag, and you can hang pots and pans on it, and you can fill it up with stuff, and you put that thing on, and it's really heavy. It's got a waist thing on it, so you tie it up, right? I'm probably butchering everything. He's a mountain man, so he's probably like, dude, you're saying it all wrong. But it's a big backpack that's really intricate. And we put this thing on, and we would walk and walk and walk and walk, and man, we were, we were tired, tired, tired. But it was so hard to take off that sometimes it was worth more to just kind of like lean against a wall because it would like get the weight off a little bit. But it was, it was heavy, and it was a lot of things going on there. I remember arriving at our destination and I'm taking that thing off, oh, man, I felt so light. I felt like I could, like, you know, jump. It was like almost like I was flying. It felt great. So the reason why I share that is because maybe you're here this morning, and you're just weighed down on top of all the responsibilities that you already have. You are weighed down by this feeling of not being good enough, of not being holy enough of not being Christ-like enough, of not being godly enough, of always falling short, of being weighed down by guilt. The Pharisees will say, you got to do more. You're not doing enough. That's why you feel that way. you got to do more. And in church, we can, we can fall into the same thing. Maybe you have some Christians around you that are making you feel that way. Maybe in church... Maybe pastors, maybe it's yourself telling yourself, you're not good enough. You're not approved by God. And maybe you have this in your mind, like, hey, I'm not, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And don't get me wrong. You're not. And neither am I, by the way. That's not the message today. It's not to say, hey, you're good enough, by the way. No, no. The message today, I'm not here to tell you that you are good enough. I'm here to tell you that he is good enough. Make no mistakes. You are not forgiven by Jesus because you are good. You are forgiven by Jesus because he is good. And his mercy over your life has given you forgiveness. You see, Jesus says, take the yoke of me. 
Everyone who is weary and burdened. Have you ever felt like this? Have you ever felt weary and burdened? Jesus says, come. Just come. Just come. I'm here. Do you feel weary? Come to me. Are you burdened? Come to me. Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. And who should come? The English word for, for after that, it says all. And in Greek, that's all. Sometimes it's just the same. It means all. It means every single person should come. What's, what are the requirements? Just admitting that you're tired. It's just like, I'm tired. Lord God, I am tired. It's admitting that you're tired, that you're feeling weary. Taking off the, the proverbial earphones. Facing your weariness. Like, I'm just going to face the fact that I have weariness in my soul and putting on the yoke of Jesus. I had someone share uh, with me a dream this week. And um, I have lots of people share different things with me sometimes, but some of those things just really stick with me. And it was this dream. He told me, I had a dream I want to share with you. And the dream was very simple. There was a basket. There's a basket over here. And that basket was filled with rocks. And those rocks had uh, different sizes, uh, different colors, and they were all shaped differently. And it was this whole idea of that basket was there, and there was people just kind of walking around. They'd walk around this basket, and then people would look at the basket, and they would, they would look for their rock. They would find it, and then they would just take it. And then he told me, I don't know why, but I know that those rocks meant forgiveness. That people would go to that basket, and they would take a rock, and they would walk away forgiven. And it was so simple. Not everyone did it, but everyone could. And so when I thought about that, I thought about the message today. All you have to do is come to Jesus. That's it. You have to take the step and come to Jesus. And here's the thing. The verse doesn't say, come to me and then I will give you all the answers that you're seeking. He says, no, just come. Come, come walk with me. Learn from me. And you will find rest for your souls. Honestly, I have never met anyone who followed Jesus as a result of getting all of their answers. It's walking with Christ. It's learning from him and learning with him. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, the yoke of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And it comes with a promise. This is what the, what, here's the promise. And you will find rest. This is Jesus promising you this. You will find rest. Not physical, not mental, much deeper rest. What does it say? For your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the promise for you today. As uh, the following weeks unfold, we're going to be talking about different aspects of rest. They have to do, this is so cool because this is, this is not going to be a sermon series about four things you need to do in order to find rest. Nope, it's not. It's about four things that you need to let go of and allow for Jesus to take over. I am really excited about this sermon series. I think it's going to, to really, really bless you. And so um, it's about letting go, releasing the weight, releasing pressure, releasing the burden. But for today, I want to give you the main one. And it's what we've been talking about this whole time. I want you to be able to release the weight of religion. Release it. Let me give you a definition of religion. Religion is what you do for God. 
or what you have to do for God. That's a heavy yoke. Christianity is what Jesus did for you. That's the yoke of Jesus. Religion is excessive, unreasonable, illogical, unfair, not meant for you. This is Jesus' words talking. He said that's, that's the definition of the words that we've been talking about today. It's too much. It wasn't meant for you. It was meant for Jesus. He already took it. Christianity is what Jesus did for you. It's about releasing. It's about peace. It's about rest. It's about purpose. It's about lightness of life. It's about living in a way that is organic. It was how you were created to live. So I want to kind of end with this image. Here's where we get it wrong. Sometimes we think that we need to change yokes. I, I'm picturing this right now. So Jesus is over here, and Jesus is talking to me, and I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. And Jesus is saying, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And I'm like, okay, so I'll take it off. And I'm waiting for Jesus to give me a yoke to carry. And he's like, what are you waiting for? For the yoke? No, 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 it's me. Like, just, let's just walk together. Let's walk together. Learn from me. And you're going to find rest. You're going to find peace in your soul. Take the yoke of me. I'm going to end with this. Pastors always say it 50 times. They never do it. I'll try to end this. Jesus carried the weight of all of our sins on the cross. And it is almost impossible to not see the parallel between Jesus carrying the cross for us and the weight of the world on our shoulders. Christ carried it for us. Jesus would not have you carry for him a weight he already carried for you. That's why we rest. That's why we rest. We follow. We learn. It's time to let it go. I'm going to end with just a uh, third time I said I'm going to end. Promise this time is true. Um, see, the, the countdown is on red already. See, I, I don't, don't be distracted by that. It's just a new countdown. But I don't go long. I don't usually go long. Um, Matthew 11, this is the Eugene Peterson version of uh, this, this, uh, this verse. It's the, it's the message version of it. Listen to this. This is so cool. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So that's the invitation for today. That's the invitation for this whole series. My, my hope is that you will walk away from this series, and you will be lighter. That's the goal. Let's pray together. Lord God, thank you so much for your love, for your mercy. Thank you for your presence. We recognize that, that your Holy Spirit is here right now. And we pray, Lord, for everyone who's here who's feeling tired, who's feeling weary, that there will be no guilt associated with that, but that we will realize that there is a lighter life that is available for us to live as a result of not what we do for you, but as a result of what you have done for us on the cross. We love you so much, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.